we shall chant from verse number 11 ava jananti maam udhaha manushim tanum aashritam param bhavam janantah mama bhutamaheshwaram moghashamoghakarmanah moghaknyanavichetasah rakshasimasurinchaiva prakritim mohinim shritah mahatmanastu maam partha daivim prakritim aashritah bhajantyananya manasah nyatva bhutadhimavyayam satatam kirtayanto maam yatantascha dhradavratah namasyantascha maam bhaktya nityayukta upasate so in this chapter bhagwan revealed his supreme nature as beyond all this world beyond all manifestation his nirgun nirakar roop wherein he said that nothing exists in me nacham asthani bhutani but at the same time by his own power of this prakriti bhagwan says i project this world which is just a illusory world an appearance i sustain this world and i again absorb this world in myself maya adhyakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam and bhagwan also takes avatar as a as a human being as animal bird bhagwan takes various avatar at the same time all of us are bhagwan only who have forgotten our own identity so one who doesn't recognize his own divine nature and assumes or takes himself to be a limited being is as though insulting the divinity which is there within us so not knowing me and not knowing my supreme nature bhagwan says people foolish people disregard me and when one doesn't know that supreme reality one gets entangled in the uh, in the prakriti or in that negative prakriti the rakshasi asuri and mohini prakriti which is the tamasic and rajasic prakriti and which is binding which creates a false notion uh it creates identity with this our body and this world around 
and gives rise to a lot of sorrow and pain, and that itself is called samsar. But one who takes refuge in the positive, in the higher prakriti, sattvic prakriti, what we call the daivi prakriti, the good qualities, good values which are within us are the expression of this daivi prakriti, sattvic prakriti. So all these three gunas are there in our mind, or mind itself expresses all these three gunas, sattva gun, rajogun, tamogun. So one who takes refuge in the tamogun and rajogun gets more and more entangled in the samsara. And one who takes refuge in the sattva gun becomes free of samsara. It's like a, like a ladder. The one ladder itself we can use to go up also and go down also. It's the same ladder that takes us to the top and brings us down. Similarly, this prakriti is like a ladder. We can come down and go deeper and deeper into the samsara or take its help and rise to the supreme level of enlightenment. In Ramayana, Tulsidharji calls it Vidya and Avidya Maya. So, Avidya Maya is that which binds us and Vidya Maya is that which liberates us. Sant Nyaneshwar Maharaj gives a very beautiful example. He says, if a thorn has entered our body and gives us pain, we can take the help of another thorn and remove that thorn. And when that thorn comes out, then you can throw away both the thorns. So the thorn which has entered our body and giving us trouble is this this Mohini, Rakshasi and Asuri Prakriti, which causes sorrow, pain or disturbance. Because they give rise to those type of thoughts and emotion. So it's a very complex uh, phenomena which take place. We might say that, oh, I am doing this and I am I am getting this result and all. But this Prakriti plays a very important role in all this uh, phenomena. So the choice is with us to choose the good or to choose the evil. If we choose the evil, we get bound. If we choose good, we are free. So one who chooses the good, they are called Mahatmas. So Mahatmanas to Maam Partha Daivim Prakritim Ashritaha. So Mahatmas are those who have taken refuge in Daivi Prakriti. Those Mahatmas also have Asuri Prakriti, but they disregard them and, and surrender, take refuge in Daivi Prakriti. And the more and more we take refuge in the Daivi Prakriti, more and more we become free of this samsara. So such Mahatmas bhajanti ananya manasaha maam. So such Mahatmas, Bhagavan says, they with a single pointed devotion or single pointed attention worship me. Nyatva with proper understanding of my nature that I am the very source of this creation and I am imperishable. Knowing me, they worship me. Knowing my supreme nature, they worship me. See, knowledge and worship, it should go together. Knowledge, uh, because if we don't have 
knowledge, then our worship also becomes incomplete. Suppose I don't know the greatness of, let us say, a great scientist. Einstein is, for example, Albert Einstein, he comes for our... Just imagine that he comes and we have to honor him. So when we speak about him, we have to speak about his qualities and his contribution to the world of science, to the field of science. If we don't know about it, or if we just know simple thing about his his way of dressing, his hairstyle and all, then we might be saying something which is totally insignificant, which not which will not be his praise. It might be his insult only. Similarly, if we don't know the greatness of God, our worship will be very limited, will not be of the highest nature. In Narad Bhakti Sutra, Naraji gives the example of the gopis. He says gopis had great devotion and love for Bhagwan Krishna, but at the same time they also knew about his Mahima. He knew that he is the very self of all being. So knowing his Mahima, knowing his greatness, they had that love for him. Because if we don't know the greatness, then we will be loving only the outer form, only the outer structure. If I don't know the the deeper uh, value of a person, then I will only be attracted by the superficial uh, nature of that person. So this is very important. Bhagavan says, Nyatva, having understood and uh, having uh, gained the proper knowledge, of my nature, these Mahatmas who have taken refuge in my Daivi Prakriti, they worship me with single pointed attention. And what is their worship? What type of worship they do? He says, Satatam Kirtayantaha, constantly they sing my glories. And this is a sadhana uh, for all of us that we should also take refuge in the Daivi Prakruti, and constantly sing the glories of the Lord. Sing the glories, as I said, doesn't mean that you have to join the, some music class or something immediately. Not like that. But we should sing the glory through our action, through our words, just as we sing our own glory, indirectly. Huh. We indirectly or directly sometimes project ourselves. That is singing our glory only. This is my bungalow, this is my gadi, this is what I have achieved, this is what I do. But all by Bhagwan's grace, but this is what I did. So now and then we might use Bhagwan, but really speaking, we feel we have achieved and we have done. So it is our glory only we are singing. By even mentioning that, oh, this belongs to me, or he is my son, or this is this, and I have done this, and this is this. We are indirectly singing our own glory. Instead of that, we should sing Bhagwan's glory. We should be able to express in our life, in our behavior, in our attitude, that we have understood and we acknowledge the presence of God in our life. 
when we do it, that becomes Bhagwan's kirtan. It it is something which has to be done 24 hours, 24 hours sankirtan. Bhagwan's kirtan is seeing His glory, understand His. Like if we look at our own body and all our uh, the structure, God alone is expressing as life in me. So without that life, this whole body will fall down just dead. So that is also my my very being alive itself is Bhagwan's glory. My talking, my walking, my thinking, my performing any action, everything is Bhagwan's glory alone. So that is called satatam. Satat means constantly, sarvada, at all times, one should be able to sing Bhagwan's glory, should be able to express his glory. Yatantaha dhridavrataha, and they strive with full uh, effort, proper effort, with, with uh, firm resolve, they strive towards this uh, gaining the state of enlightenment. See, if, if we are, many people say that, oh, <clears throat> um, I don't know whether we will be able to gain the state of enlightenment, how long it takes, and uh, what should I do, I am caught up in my life and all. It depends on how much intensity you have to attain it, and how much one feels the bondage it's like the Mahatma's give example, a person who is drowning or one whose head is put forcibly into the water. One disciple comes to a Mahatma who is taking bath in Gangaji. He says uh, that, uh, Swamiji, Guruji, please explain to me uh, this mumukshutvam, this intense desire for liberation. I don't understand. What does it mean? Mahatma was very strong and powerful. He caught him and dipped him into Gangaji. And he was struggling like anything for some time. Then he brought him out. So he was stunned like... He never expected this to be the answer to his question. He thought maybe he got annoyed by my question. So he asked him counter question. That when you were uh, inside that water, what were you thinking? Were you observing the, the beauty of the water? Were you observing the, the uh, that uh, river bed and all? What were you thinking at them? Do you, what were you thinking about this question of yours? Uh, if Mahatma is not answering, let me ask someone else. He says, no, at that time I was just thinking of coming out of this water and breathing. Breathing itself was the main thought in my mind that I want to just come out and breathe fresh air. Bhagavan says, that intensity which you had, similar intensity if we have for this enlightenment, then we will move towards it. Then nothing can stop us. Eh? Then we will not say, oh, so many obstacles are there, so much problem is there. Then nothing can stop. I was giving in my other class one example. If an elephant wants to move in the forest, he doesn't ask for direction. He just moves. Uproots, if a tree comes, he uproots the tree. If something, little thing comes, he just throws them away. And he just moves. But if a khargosh wants to move, then if a tree comes, he has to then take some diversion. 
So we have to ask ourselves whether we are elephant on this path or we are little rabbit on this path towards liberation, the intensity. So here Bhagavan says, with firm resolve, with uh, supreme effort, one moves towards this state of enlightenment, these Mahatmas. And namasyantyaschamam bhaktya, they, they do namaskar to me, they surrender to me, they totally dedicate themselves to me, they see me and my glory in this whole world and do namaskar to me. So namaskar also becomes a sadhana. Namaskar is a technique by which we, we drop our little ego. It is a sadhana. So doing namaskar to that divinity expressing in and through everything and everyone. So human being, animal, plants, everywhere it is expressing. One should be able to see that divinity and should be able to do that namaskar. Not only physically, but with our speech and with our mind and with our entire personality, we should be able to bow down to that supreme power. That itself becomes a sadhana and it's like uh, when a little child does namaskar, immediately the elder person lifts the child and hugs him. Similarly, when we do namaskar to the Lord, he lifts us and gives us a good hug. So, namasyantaschamam bhaktya nitya yukta upasate constantly such a person does my upasna upasna is uh, is a very uh, a technical term upasna means literally it means sitting near aste means to sit upa means near to sit near god means mentally uh, physically intellectually to feel our uh, closeness with that divinity, to sit close to God. Nitya Yukta, constantly tuned to God, they sit close. Means, in and through all our activities and our day-to-day life, we should constantly feel our presence or God's presence in our life. And whatever we do, we should imagine that we should feel that we are doing it to God alone. That's Upasana. And this we practice, our pujas and all are practice of this Upasana. Like we take a idol and then we do the service, we offer flowers, we offer food, naivedya. This is a practice to see the divinity in that idol and then serve it. Once it is done, one once understands it, one has to then do the same thing towards the whole world. That entire world is expression of that divinity, so worship it with that attitude. Uh, Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi, he says that Jagata Ishadhi Yukta Sevanam Ashtamurti Bhrut Deva Poojanam To look at this whole world as an expression of God and serve this world itself is worship of God. Service of the world is worship of God. But with the attitude that this world is God. If the attitude is different, then that is not service. 
if uh, attitude is that, oh, I am helping the world, I am uplifting the world, I am great and world is lesser than me, then it becomes a different uh, action. So, how this upasana is done? What are the different ways in which these Mahatmas, they worship me? That is now explained in the next verse, 15th verse. Jnana yagnena chapyanne Yajanto maam upasate Ekatvena prathaktvena Bahudha vishvato mukham Jnana yadnena chapyanne Vyajanto maam upasate Jnana yadnena cha api anne Maam upasate Others means uh, here in the previous verse he has talked about Kirtan and Dudabrata and Namaskar and still other Mahatmas they worship me they do my Upasana how? Jnana Yadnena by Jnana Yadnya Jnana Yadnya means by knowledge itself becomes the Upasana knowledge itself is Bhagwan's Upasana by knowing and gaining the wisdom about the nature of God itself becomes his upasana. The more and more we understand the nature of God, the more we feel closer to him. The more we understand, the more we feel closer to him. So, jnana itself becomes upasana. The more we are ignorant, the more we feel ourselves to be far away from that divinity. In fact, uh, all our sorrow and pain is because of our uh, misunderstanding that we are away from that divinity. And more we gain the wisdom, we feel that closeness. Then distance doesn't, physical distance doesn't matter, time doesn't matter, a place doesn't matter. One feels one's closeness to God. So, Jnana Yadnya. Therefore, in our mission also, our Pujya Gurudev has given lot of stress to this Jnana Yadnya study. Study of the scriptures. The scriptures talk about the nature of that supreme divinity. So, more we understand, more we feel closer to God. Without understanding, if we keep doing something, or keep uh, uh, some different attitude and all, then we remain, uh, the feeling of separateness continues to be there. But as we gain understanding, we feel more and more close. So, knowledge itself is yadnya. Yadnya doesn't mean that we have to uh, invoke the fire and offer the ahutis and all, but knowledge itself is yadnya. Therefore, over this, uh, Pravachan Malas are also called Jnana Yadnya, Gita Jnana Yadnya. That is the phrase our Pujji Gurudev, he started uh, using it. So, Gita Jnana Yadnya, knowledge of Gita, 
itself a yajna in which we sacrifice our ignorance we sacrifice our foolishness and gain that purity and gain that understanding by which we come to realize our oneness with god that's that becomes upasna our swami ji gives very beautiful example it's like fire if there is a fire and a wood is there which is uh, wet soaked in water so if that wood is placed near that fire first all the water goes away the wood start becoming more and more dry and then it starts becoming hot and maybe some smoke and all start coming out and suddenly it catches fire so what the wood is doing is called upasna so wood is coming close to that fire and being close to the fire itself reduces removes all its water and slowly the heat comes and then at one particular moment suddenly the wood catches fire then you cannot differentiate between the wood um, what you call that fire uh, which is away and this wood which has caught fire both of them have become one similarly with our mind with our feelings with our understanding we should feel our closeness with god if this continues suddenly one will gain that realization that i am god shivoham shivoham chidananda roopa shivoham shivoham in the beginning we might feel one's difference that i am different and god is different and suddenly one will come to realize that there is no difference i and god are one just as the wave which is meditating on that ocean so i and the ocean are one it's trying to remain more and more close to the ocean and suddenly it realizes that i am always in the ocean and myself and ocean are one only as water i alone am there everything exists in me so this is a great uh, upasna which is gnana yajna and this also uh, one does it with different uh, little different attitude the highest attitude is ekatvena ekatvena with the understanding that there is only one supreme reality and that am i this knowledge that there is only that one brahma and that brahma am i with the attitude of oneness with this knowledge of oneness one one does upasna of that supreme reality this knowledge itself becomes the upasna is the highest that there is no difference that the essence in me and the essence in this world is all one expression of that one supreme reality alone ekatva it is called aham brahmasmi that i am that brahma and i alone am this world and i alone am everything doesn't allow any difference to enter so no no different gods no different beings no different worlds no different uh, results only i alone am the highest uh, uh, 
what you call uh, upasana as indicated in the upanishads also of this oneness the some great uh, seekers who have the proper qualification they follow this others prathaktvena prathaktvena means they also understand that oneness but they see that oneness in different uh, beings and different expressions of god as brahma vishnu mahesh indra ram krishna shiva uh, ganesh all these various expressions of god are there they worship the various expression but they also know that one supreme reality is there in all of them so they bow down to lord shiva they do namaskar to lord vishnu they do namaskar to other expressions of the divinity knowing that it is only one one reality expressing in all this prathak prathak different different forms and names there is only one divinity which express this also very important and uh, uh, what you call good attitude because many times a person has got this attitude that this god is different other god is different then that type of uh, uh, attitude is uh, is not proper it creates a, a division in our mind and it is not the proper understanding of the supreme reality so it is one only we may like a particular form of god but it is everyone is same all are same all are one one may like to worship god in the form of krishna others may like to worship god in the form of rama or in the form of shiva or someone may like to worship him as the sun and the moon or like the mountain or like the river whatever be the form but one should understand in all these forms there's only one supreme reality which expresses so that's called prathaktvena with the uh, taking support of different forms but worshiping that one god or the third type one can worship the entire world as god bahudha vishvato mukham knowing that god alone <coughs> is there in this entire world bahudha vishvato mukham he alone has got his mukha his face everywhere see we have our face at only one place if we want to look at someone then we have to look at his face sometimes that person turns his face so we can't look we have to go around and look at that person but god has got his face everywhere vishvato mukham his mukha his face is everywhere means wherever you look you are looking at god whatever you see you are seeing his face whatever name you are chanting you are chanting his name whatever form you are seeing you are seeing his form so seeing him everywhere one worships like tulsidas uh, ji has written in ramayan he says siya ramamay sab jag jani he says the whole world i understand the whole world is here ram 
सो सिय राम मय सब जग जाने करहु प्रणाम जोर जुग पानी सो आई डू नमस्कार टू द एंटायर वर्ल्ड सीइंग इट एज सिय राम ओनली बिकॉज आई डोंट हैव टू गो टू अ पर्टिकुलर प्लेस टू सी सिय राम आई डोंट हैव टू लुक इन अ पर्टिकुलर डायरेक्शन टू सी गॉड आई डोंट हैव टू लुक एट अ पर्टिकुलर फॉर्म टू लुक एट गॉड आई डोंट हैव टू बी इन अ पर्टिकुलर टाइम अ शुभ मुहूर्त to see look at god he is in purnima also he is on amavasya day also he is there on ekadashi also he is there in every place he is there in haridwar rishikesh also and in uh, where karol bag also <laughs> he is there in every form he is there in the form of beautiful bhagwan krishna also and he alone is there in the form of a donkey also a cat a rat a mouse a machhar all these are different expression of the same god but for that we should have the vision we should have the proper attitude those who have a lesser understanding requires god to be uh, imagined and seen in a particular form because it become difficult you can't imagine god to be donkey and all it kaise ho aap bhagwan ko donkey bolte hain sharam nahi aati aapko so we feel little hesitant but really speaking bhagwan is in the form of donkey also every form therefore in our scriptures we have hanuman ji is in the form of monkey ganesh bhagwan half elephant half human being all forms are the forms of god we should be able to look because divinity is beyond that form is expressing through that form it's like beauty beauty can be anywhere as it says beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder if i have beauty in my eyes i can look anywhere and see that beauty if the beauty is not in my eyes i cannot see beauty in the most beautiful thing also similarly divinity lies in the eyes of the beholder you can say just little modification so if i have that divinity in my eyes wherever i look i see that divinity if it is not and divinity comes in my eyes through knowledge knowledge gives us vision knowledge gives us a way of looking if i have a scientific knowledge i look at the world and i see all the scientific things structures and all atoms molecules if i have the musical knowledge i get the vision i get the uh, ability to hear and understand music similarly if i have the understanding of divinity in my heart in my intellect i get the vision to see god i get the ears to hear god i get the nose to smell god i get the uh, touch to uh, skin to touch god and understand his presence everywhere so that is that is upasana that is feeling close to god that is understanding that he is very close to us and that is what we have to do as a practice we have to take up even any object and feel the presence of god hmm that is there in the form of this petal also it is god alone is there so soft and so nice but so rough and so not nice is also god 
सो एकत्वेन पृथक्वेन बहुधा विश्वतो मुखम माम उपासते दे वर्शिप मी अलोन अरे एकत्वेन ऑल्सो दे वर्शिप यू यस पृथक्वेन ऑल्सो दे वर्शिप यू यस इफ दे आर वर्शिपिंग शिव और दे आर वर्शिपिंग राम और दे आर वर्शिपिंग एनी अदर गॉड्स ऑफ द वर्ल्ड सो मेनी गॉड्स आर देर I am just talking about Indian gods. Indian gods means what we have been learning. But there are so many gods all over the world. So many variety of them are there. Each more interesting than the other. Bhagwan says all of them are worshiping me only. It doesn't matter. In future, some new gods might come. Who knows? Those are also. They are also worshiping me. It doesn't matter the form, the name. So, mam upasate ekatvena prathaktvena bahudha vishvato mukham. So, question is, how come even though they are worshiping the different through you, I mean through different forms and uh, through this world, how come they are worshiping you only? That Bhagwan explains in more details in the next verse. He says, "I alone am there everywhere." He says, "Aham kratoraham yadnyaha swadhaham aham aushadham mantro hamahame vajam aham agniraham hutam." अहम क्रतुरहम यज्ञः स्वधाहमहम औषधम मंत्रो हमहमेवाज्यम अहम अग्निरहम हुतम हां भगवान सेज ही गिव्स एन एग्जांपल ऑफ अ ऑफ अ ऑफ अ यज्ञ वेयर इन एवरीथिंग इज आई मायसेल्फ आई अलोन एम एवरीवेयर Aham kratuhu, I am that kratu. Kratu is also a type of yadnya, which is uh, indicated in our scriptures in the Vedas. Shrauta karma. And yadnya is also yadnya, which is also indicated in our smriti granthas. So a fire is invoked, and we offer the various uh, havis and all ghee and other samogris. This is a, a type of worship, wherein we invoke the presence of God in fire. That uh, yajna kunda is also made in a particular way, so it has got its own structure. The number of uh, bricks to be used, and the weight should be made, and the direction. So many technical details are there. And then the fire, the type of wood to be used, the type of samogris to be used. the time of the day one should perform it and all those various things are there so we kindle the fire invoke the presence of god and offer the various uh, havis the various uh, samogris into it and chant some mantra so bhagwan just takes this in example and he says in all the worships whatever type of worship you do i alone am there i alone am the altar i alone am the the material which you use to do the puja 
I alone am the one who is performing the puja and I alone am the result of the puja. I alone am the mantra also. That's what is conveyed in this shloka that aham kratuhu, I am the kratu, the yajna and aham yajna, I am this yajna also, this, the smarta yajna which is mentioned in the smritis. Then swadha aham, see in some yajna we offer the Offering, we give it to our forefathers, those who have, those who are dead and gone, to other lokas, pitruloka and other lokas. Sometimes the offering, I mean, one does some special puja or yajna and give the offering to them. That offering is called, when we give, it is called swadha. Bhagavan says, I alone am that swadha also. You are giving this to your forefathers, that also comes to me. Whatever you do, ultimately it comes to me only. You worship this God and that God, it comes to me. All your worship comes to me. Because I alone am there. So, aham kratuhu, aham yadnyaha, swadha aham, aham aushadham. All the food, aushad is the food which we eat, the vanaspati, the plants and herbs, or other food which we eat. Or that uh, the material which we offer in the fire for the sacrifice, Bhagavan says that is also I myself. I am that. What about the mantras which we chant? We chant various mantras and perform the yajna. So Bhagavan says like we chant the Mahamrityunjaya mantra. Om Trembakam Yajamahe Sugandhim Pushtivardhanam Urvarukami Vabandhanan Mrityor Mukshi Yamamrata Ataswaha Viseswaha and we offer the uh, all the Samogris. So that mantra also Bhagavan says, I am the mantra. Mantra means Mananatrayate, which helps us, which protects us when we contemplate on it is called mantra. So all the words and the sentences of our scriptures or shlokas and all, they are like mantra. They help us, they guide us, they protect us, but we have to contemplate upon them. Then only their meaning and their beauty comes into our life. Mananat trayate. Manan means reflection. When we reflect and contemplate on them, they protect us. They have that power to protect. They are like great... uh, Formulas like, when we think about them, they inspire us, they give us great joy, they give us solace, they give us satisfaction, they give us hope, they remove all obstacles from our life. That's the mantra. Not just some jadu tona mantra or something, but these are the, like all the words of this Upanishad and Bhagavad Gita and all like great mantras, they help us. So, swadhaham aham, aham aushadam, aham, mantro aham. So, this mantra also am I, which you chant in order to offer the, uh, all this havi, that is also am I. Aham eva ajam, ajam is ghee, the purified, this ghee which we offer in the, in the fire, Bhagavan says that also am I. I am the ghee, pure ghee, huh? Good ghee. Bhagavan says that also am I. Aham eva ajam. 
Aham Agnihi. What about the fire then? He says, I am the fire also. Aham Agnihi. And what about the whole process of this, uh, this sacrifice which is done, this puja which is done, this upasana which is done, depicted by this yajna? What is it? He says, that also am I. Aham Hutam. This whole process am I. Means, I am the one who is performing the yajna, I am the one, the material, I am the fire, I am the mantra, everything am I. Means, whatever type of upasana, whatever type of sadhana you do, I am there. I am there in each and every uh, uh, form of, of, the, of the divinity you are worshipping. I am there in all the mantras which you are chanting. I am there in all the offering you are making. I am there in the whole process. Therefore, it is my worship only. So, if you keep this in mind... If one keeps this in mind, then everything becomes Bhagwan's puja and upasana. Yad yad karma karomi tatta dakhilam shambhotavaradhanam. That all our action becomes Bhagwan's upasana. If we have a limited notion, then only a particular activity becomes Bhagwan's upasana. We think it is upasana. And that's how we have divided our life. We have divided our life into spiritual and non-spiritual or that which is offered to God and that which is my own. Hmm. Therefore, people always have this thing, Oh, aaj upwas, aaj I want to eat only sattvic food. What about other days? Why don't you have this sattvic? No, that will go, you know. Then you are dividing. Then you are considering that other days God is not there. Then you are thinking that at other places God is not there. That, that is how generally in the state of ignorance people worship. Hmm. In Maharashtra and all that, on Ganesh Chaturthi and all, people bring that uh, Bhagwan's idol at home and they will do a lot of puja and singing bhajans, that and all. And throughout the week and all when Bhagwan is there, they will have sattvic bhojan and everything nice and all. And as soon as they do Ganpati Bappa Maurya, then they start their other things. In Goa, people are very much fond of fish and all. But during this Ganesh Chaturthi, no fish, nothing. Strict vegetarian. But then they start getting little hyper. So on the last day when they have to have visarjan of Ganpati, then one person comes and brings the fish and keeps outside the house somewhere. As soon as Ganesh Bhagwan goes, the fish enters the thing. <laughs> yeah, is, I tell you all sorts of things. And they feel Ganesh Bhagwan doesn't know. He knows all that you are doing. So one should be able to see and feel the presence of divinity in everything. Wherever I walk, that is I am walking in the Tirthakshetra only. I don't have to go to a particular place to do some Pradakshina or Namaskar and all. Wherever I am walking, it is like I am taking Pradakshina or Bhagwan's Tirtha. Whatever I am saying is Bhagwan's Tuti. Whatever I am doing is His Puja. Hmm. In this way, 
if we make our life then our entire life becomes bhagwan's worship and that is very important further bhagwan see in this chapter as i said bhagwan just reveals his nature different aspects of his his uh, his personality or his uh, nature is revealed now in the next verse he says very important interesting verse he says pita hamasya jagatah mata dhata pitamah vedyam pavitram omkarah ऋक्साजुरेवच पिता जगत माता धाता पितामह वेद्यम पवित्र ओंकार ऋक्साजुरेवच हाँ भगवान से इस that pitahamasya jagatah hey arjun understand that i am the father of this world i am the father father is one who has given birth to this world i am the father of this world pitahamasya jagatah this concept of father is there in in christianity also wherein they talk about that supreme lord as father father in heaven you know Bhagwan says, "I am the father." Okay, if you are the father, you please tell me who is the mother, because we want to know who is our mother. He says, "What to do? I will tell you. I will tell you." Pita hamasya jagataha mata aham. I alone am your mother also. i am the father and the mother of this world technically uh, it says that bhagwan alone is the is the material cause as well as the efficient cause of this world he is the one who has given birth to this world and he himself is the material which has gone to become this world he is both the one who propels this creation and one like in the previous verse we have seen he is both the prakriti which has modified to become this world and he is the adhyaksha who has blessed that prakriti to become this world so he is both the father as well as the mother this concept is also given in our script other scriptures puranas and all as uh, shiva and shakti he is both the shiva as well as the shakti as father is shiva as mother is the shakti and together this world has come into being this world is a play of bhagwan's masculine and feminine uh, you can say personality or nature hmm. is a as in chinese philosophy also they talk about yang and yin prakriti and purusha shiva and shakti so i am the father and i alone am the mother of this world pitaham asya 
and also as a as a devotee one should uh, one should have this feeling that i am not an orphan in this world sometimes one may feel oh i am orphan nobody is there koi poochta nahi hai mere ko bacche bhi chhod ke chale gaye hain so always we feel as though we are orphan but your father and mother is there bhagwan is there pita hamasya jagatah mata and dhata dhata means i am the one who gives the results of all actions also i am the one who nourishes nourishes this world by giving the appropriate results to all the beings taking care of them hmm dhata i take care of each and every being this world is so very wonderful so very complex also so many beings are staying together and bhagwan is taking care of their needs in a very systematic way and sometimes one person what he one jeeva what he rejects becomes the need of the other jeeva they are just waiting for that fellow to throw it out very strange because bhagwan believes in no no waste there are no waste in nature only human being has created this great waste but otherwise in nature everything is recycled even when a huge animal dies there are other animals who comes and have a great party there after some time you go nothing remains there everything is gone even a huge elephant gone so one being becomes the food of other being jeevo jeevasya bhojanam and everything is taken care of very systematically very complex if we are given that charge you will find that it's very difficult hmm. so many people with so many desires with so many wants and so many likes dislikes bhagwan takes care of everything properly we get what we deserve not what we desire when we desire what we don't deserve we become unhappy right so if we want to get what we desire we should first become deserving then we will get so no no i am not deserving but i want it that also by bhagwan's grace we can get even when we don't deserve but if we pray and if we have proper attitude towards that supreme divinity we get it so pita hamasya like the parents even when the child doesn't deserve the parents give them they take care of them so pita hamasya jagatah mata dhata okay you are the father you are the mother but what about your parents who is your father he says i am my father pitamaha i am the grandfather of this world also means there is no cause for me i myself am the cause of this world i am the causeless cause of this world there is no cause for me many times people ask little children or even elders they ask if god created the world then who created god nobody created god god is eternally existing his very nature is existence we talk about other thing as existing we say book exist 
but what is the meaning of exist that very nature of existence is god god is existence per se so pitamaha i am my own father also so don't go to look for my father somewhere else pitamaha vedyam i am vedya i am the one to be known vedya means that which has to be known with the help of the scriptures with the help of all the sadhanas which we are doing whom we should know we have to know god he is the vedya he is the main uh, that uh, essence which one has to know vedaischa sarvaihi aham eva vedya in the 15th chapter also bhagwan will say that in all the vedas i am the one to be known through all the mantras through all your sadhanas through all your various types of disciplines ultimately you have to know me so i am the vedya vedyam but to know you i need some support i need some some mantra or need something by which i should know yes it is om and that om is also myself pavitram omkaraha is the is the very essence of all the vedas essence of all the mantras we had seen this in the last chapter also the greatness of om so we can take support of om and know god it's pavitram it is the supremely pure om so if we do not know all the vedas and the upanishads and all bhagavad gita and so many scriptures are there in our in our own country and in the whole world also if you don't have if you don't cannot read and cannot understand the entire scripture you just pick up one om that is enough it's like in ramayan there are two words which we have to know two letters what are the two letters ra and ma lord shiva it is believed that he is the one who wrote ramayana he is the one originally then by his blessings only all the rishi munis they got the ramayana so shatakoti pravistaram he wrote ramayana of 100 crores shlokas so all the devatas and asuras and uh, human beings they came to know that lord shiva has written ramayana and it is great scriptures and it is one of the most beautiful thing so we should go and get it from him so they approached him this is a story ha huh? in between suddenly a story has come so they approached him they said please give devatas said please give it to us this ramayana because you have talked about the great devata the supreme lord the, the supreme reality who is the ultimate devata who is the De- devanam devaha who is the lord of all lords so that is his story so you, we are the devata you give it to us we, it belongs to us we we can keep it very nicely with us then the asuras came they said no 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 he has taken avatar specially to destroy all the rakshasas and asuras and all so it belongs to us so you give me then the human beings came they are not behind they said ram took avatar as a human being so we have right over it 
So Bhagwan said, okay, I will divide it equally among yourselves. So he kept on dividing. He gave 33 crores shlokas to each one of them. Then again one crore was left. That also he divided. He kept on dividing. Finally one shloka remained with Lord Shiva. He said, let me keep at least one shloka. He said, no, 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 we want that also. So in one shloka, in Anushtup Chanda, there are 32 letters. So he gave two, 10, 10 letters to everyone and said, now two I cannot divide among three. So let, at least let me keep two. They said, okay, okay, you keep. But those two were Ra and Ma, the very essence of Ramayana. Ramayana is nothing but a, a beautiful expression of the Vedas only, put in a story form. But in the Vedas, what is Ram for Ramayana is Om for the Vedas. The essence of Veda is conveyed through the sound Om. The same Om to make it more gentle, to make it more beautiful, to give it a form, to give it a roop, a form and a, and a, and a beauty. The great Rishimunis have converted or put it into different form as Ram. So Ram and Om is same. In Ramayana, Tulsidharji calls this Ram as Om only. Bandahu Naam Ram Raghuvarako Hetu Krishan Bhanu Himakarako So here Bhagwan talks about Om. So Om is the most beautiful sound, most beautiful mantra, the most pavitra, the extremely pure and it belongs to the entire creation, to entire humanity. And that Om itself is there in all so many religions in different forms and different ways. Some call it Amin, some call it different, but Om. So, A Om. A is the very first sound which comes out from our mouth. A. Then the in-between sound, U which becomes O, O and O becomes O, and the last sound is Ma. Mm. So, O is the great mantra. So, when we just chant O with lot of devotion, that becomes Upasana. When we remember O and perform our action, that becomes our Karma Yoga. Maam Anusmara Yudhyacha. One says, remember me, O Arjuna, and fight this war, perform your duties. That becomes karma yoga. When we contemplate on this meaning of this Om, that becomes jnana marga. When we surrender completely to this Om, that is bhakti, our sharanagati. So Om can help us in whatever sadhana we are doing. So pavitram omkaraha. But if you still fail to comprehend this Om, then we can study the Vedas, the Upanishads. And there are these three Vedas, main, Rig Veda, Samaveda and Yajurveda. Hmm. And later on the Atharva Veda also came. So Rig Veda, Samaveda, Yajurveda and Atharva Veda, Cha. All this also Bhagavan says, is my own, I alone am there these Vedas. So I am the Rigveda, I am the Samveda, I am the Yajurveda, and I myself am the Atharva Veda also.
<coughs> so I am the Vedas. The Sar of the Veda is Om. So I am Om. Through these Vedas and through this Sar, I alone have to be known. So I am the Vedyam. And to help me in this process, uh, I alone am your guide. I alone am your father, your mother to take care of you, your grandfather. I am the grandfather of this great vast cosmos, this universe. So with this attitude in our heart, we should uh, worship God. See, as I said, in this chapter, Bhagwan talks about himself now. But himself means not as a as different from us as our own self. He has revealed his his own nature so elaborately. In the first six chapters, we have seen Bhagwan talked about Arjuna only. Arjuna was the main topic of his discussion. But now the main topic is himself. He says, "You, if you know me, then you know everything. You know the world." You know everything. You know yourself also. In the following verse, again Bhagwan reveals some more of his wonderful nature. He says, Gatir Bharta Prabhu Sakshi Nivasasharanam Surta Prabhava pralayasthanam Nidhanam bijam avvayam Gatir bharta prabhu sakshi Nivasa sharanam surta Prabhava pralayasthanam Here Bhagwan has given has given some more pointers pointing towards him. All of them, all these words indicate the different facets of God. God is so vast. God is so amazing. God is so wonderful. He has got so many facets like. Even one particular object of this world has got so many facets. So many different angles with which we can look at that object and enjoy its beauty. God is much, much more than anything you can imagine. So all these words indicate the different facets of that supreme reality as expressed through this world, as expressing through all the beings. So Bhagavan says, I am Gatihi, I am the ultimate goal. Of all beings. All beings are coming towards me only. I am the Gati. I am their karma phala, means the result of their action. And ultimately the very uh, destination of all the beings. It's like the Gangaji which starts in the Himalayas. Its destination, ultimate destination is the ocean. So ocean can tell the all the rivers of the world. The ocean can say that I am your Gati. I am your destination. Ultimately, you have to come to me. So, Bhagwan is telling all of us, I am your destination. I am the last stop. See, when we board a train or a, uh, this bus and all, 
वैसे लास्ट स्टॉप कौन सा है बाबा देन दिस दिस इज द लास्ट स्टॉप समटाइम्स एक्चुअली दिस व्हेन वी ट्रेवल बाय ट्रेन एंड ऑल अवर स्टेशन कम्स राइट इन द मिडिल ऑफ द नाइट एंड ऑल इट इज क्वाइट डिफिकल्ट सिचुएशन हाफ अस्लीप हाफ अवेक दिस वेटिंग एंशियसली so one person told this that other fellow that my station comes at midnight and i you know i fall asleep very this so please wake me up because i have to get down at the station and if i don't wake you just lift me and throw me at the station with along with my luggage i don't i because i am fast i, I can't sometimes i don't get up but i have to get down at the station so he said okay so next morning he got up and he was still in the train so he got real annoyed he said what it is you did not wake me up and all so the fellow looked surprised he said you are still here i wonder who my threw out of the train <laughs> so by mistake he threw someone else who was fast asleep along with his luggage so anyway so that is not the last destination but our i mean our last destination is god <laughs> gati hi one can imagine the surprise on that person's face also who will find himself at the station ki kya ho gaya gaadi hilti kyun nahi anyway so gati hi ultimate destination bhagwan says of all the beings ultimately they will come to me but what about when our journey is going on who is taking care of us bhagwan says i am your bharta poshta narishar hmm bharta doesn't mean that bharta ha which began ka bharta wagaire nahi bharta means narishar one bharan poshan karne wale i am the one who nourishes the entire world i nourish whatever be your your body whatever form i am the one who nourishes you take care of you before you were born your parents were born and the world was there all the food and clothing shelter this that all things were there so i take care of all the beings many times we feel god belongs to only human beings god belongs to all animal birds plant everyone he is not special partial to only human beings human being sometimes they pray and they say oh kya hua ye wo mera itna acha ghar ho cheetiyon ne kha liya bhagwan was answering the cheetiyas prayer maybe उन्होंने कहा होगा भगवान कुछ खाने के लिए अच्छा दे दो सो ही इज द भरता द नरिशर ऑफ द एंटायर वर्ल्ड ऑफ ऑल बींग्स प्रभु गॉड इज द प्रभु द मास्टर मास्टर ऑफ दिस यूनिवर्स इज द इज द लीड इज द मास्टर प्रभु इज द बॉस बिग बॉस द अल्टीमेट बॉस इज अबाउ ऑल द लिटिल लिटिल devatas and all the other beings 
and all the laws. See, those who have faith in God, they will not have then keep uh, unnecessary faith in those other little powers of this world. Those who don't have faith in God, then they get attracted to all the little, little things. All the grahas and nakshatras and uh, all sorts of things. If you have faith in God, then no need to have any other fear. Because he is the boss of everyone. Nene shani mere pe bhari hai. Shani bhari ke shani par bhari bhagwan hai. In the Kathopanishad it is said, ki bhishasmat vatap pavate bhisho deti suryaha bhishasmat agnishchendrasya Mrityur dhavati panchameti, that out of fear of God, all the various powers of this world, they function as though fear of. Vishasma agnis, I mean, vatapavate, even the wind moves and the sun shines and all the fire glows, all because of the fear of God. Because of his fear, even the mrityu, the Lord of Death also performs his duties. So everything functions according to the laws of of nature. These laws of nature are nothing but laws of God. What we call laws, they are who is the lawgiver? That ultimate supreme reality. See, laws cannot be there without the lawgiver. He is the ultimate lawgiver. So he is the Prabhu. Nobody can break his laws. Nobody can escape. Everyone gets the result accordingly. You can't escape his laws. He is the master. Prabhu who? Oh, Prabhu, he must be master, but I am doing all gadbar, you know, and he might not be seeing me. He says, no, no, he is Sakshi. He is the witness of all that is happening everywhere in the world. Kabir Dasji says that even if uh, that ant, if it is wearing a little gunguru and watch, uh, walking, even that gunguru can be heard by God. Just imagine a tiny little ant wearing a tiny little gunguru and walking. That also can be heard by God. So don't think that if I whisper, he won't hear. Puja chal rahi hoti, log pishpa chalo jate hi yaan. Kisakte hai aista se. Abhi time hai. Ghoom ke aate baad mein prasad ke liye aa jayenge. Bhagwan hears and he smiles. He says, chalo. Theek hai. And then we send SMS thinking nobody knows. God knows. He can read SMSs also. <laughs> he, he can understand English, Hindi, Gujarati, Tamil, Sanskrit, all languages. Even sign languages. Look, sign language say he Sign language say he Bhagwan ko sab suna dete hai, wo samaj jate hai. He understands all language. He is the great Sakshi, witness of all that is happening in the entire world. All our thoughts and emotions cannot pass without God witnessing them. So, Gater Bharta Prabhu Sakshi Nivasaha. So, where are we staying, all of us? Oh, we are staying on earth. We are all staying in God. He is the great Nivas. Hmm? Nivas means home of all beings. He is the very home of all the beings. 
Yasmin praninaha nivasanti. All pranis, all beings, they reside in God. We sit in God, we walk in God, we sleep in God, we are all the time in God. Nivasaha. Sharanam. He is the refuge, he is the ultimate protection for those who are in difficulty, those who are in danger, those who have some problem, they can surrender to him and ask for protection. He is the Sharanam for all. And he is Suhrata. Suhrata means a great friend, a well-wisher of all beings. Bhagwan is our well-wisher. He is not our enemy. See, when we have a negative attitude about ourselves, our self-view, if it is negative or limited or narrow, then we also have a negative view about God. We feel that He is after me. He has got some anger towards me. Bhagwan mujhse gussa hai. Us din mene unka prasad nahi khaya, Bhagwan mujhse naraj hai. People have their own funny imagination about God. That day I passed through the temple, but I did not look there. So he is quite angry with me. He is not sitting in the temple only. He is everywhere. And he doesn't have such feelings of jealousy and anger and hatred and all. So more about this we will see. This verse again. Uh, half a state, I mean, shloka is still remaining. We will see it tomorrow.